welcome back to Doing My Best. I am Michael Joyce. How are y'all feeling? Hope you're out there. You're doing well, hanging in there. My children are asleep. My wife is probably asleep. So it's it's our time now. My my wife doesn't listen to the show. Um, I but I I don't blame her. I you know I I don't want her to, to listen. I want to keep things fresh in the relationship. That'd be terrible if she listened to it in the middle of the day. She'd just be like, "Will you stop talking?" This is the first thing I've said to you. I sorry, I've been listening to your podcast, and uh, frankly, I'm really sick of your shit. I hope she never listens. Since she's not listening, I feel like I should tell you guys the stories that I repeat over and over again. You know, I would say there's about 20 stories in my rotation. Let me let me tell you about the uh, peppermint ice cream Oreo pie I make for Christmas. That one's a, a regular in the rotation. At this point in the pandemic, it's hard not to repeat yourself. You're just hanging out with the same people over and over and over again. And it's hard to make new memories, you know? You, you don't go anywhere. You don't have as many interactions. You're not doing activities. There's nowhere to go. What am I going to talk about? I went to Target today, and they didn't have dog poop bags, even though I went there for, for dog poop bags. But actually, that that made me buy some eco-friendly poop dog bags, and uh, so I bought like a couple packages of them. And you know where they get you? The carbon-neutral shipping. I guess it's just some guy riding his bike from Iowa or something, because it, it was like, it was more than the the bags themselves. So I paid like way too much money for some dog bags and some for some guy to drive his Tesla on a road trip. Biodegradable bags that probably will melt when I pick up the dog poop. We've been talking to this to this new couple. They have two kids. Similar age to my kids. We're we're a little pod curious, you know? The kids play together at like the playground and we talk. Yeah, we're feeling each other out. There's going to be another outdoor play date. Like I said, pod curious. It's an, it's an interesting seduction. Got to be charming, but also project caution, responsibility. I have to provoke some, some trust falls or something. I've got to earn their trust. I'm, and you also got to keep your eye on them. I want to like give them morality riddles. You're on a train car, and there's a person on the tracks, and you can pull the brake, but if you pull the brake, you'll kill everybody on the trolley. There's 30 people on the trolley. What do you do? And depending on how that answers, I'll know if I can trust them not to contract COVID as best as possible. I'm a, I've always been kind of slow on, on the moves. So potting with a, a couple, shit, man, we'll, we'll probably all have the antidote. Before, <laughs> we'll all get vaccinated before... I make my move. It's the pod equivalent of friend zone. We're Zoom buddies. Have you been Zoom buddied? Are you in the Zoom buddies zone? Today on the podcast, we have Matthew Sparker, a.k.a. Sparks. He's a, he's a radio DJ. He was the number one DJ in Las Vegas. Las Vegas. He's got a podcast called Sparks Radio. It's hilarious. It's fun. Um, and I talked to, and he's also my cousin. Um, and he's just a, he's a good dude. He's a funny man, a father of two. And we just had a, we had a great talk. It was, it was fun catching up with him. So here he is. Please enjoy Sparks.
All right. Hey, everybody. I'm uh, I'm here with Sparks, Matthew Sparker. How are you? Hey, Mike. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. I was we were just catching up a little bit. I'm actually on the uh, the front porch tonight, making you jealous because oh, you're in cold weather. Oh, dude, it's California cold though right now. It's high high fifties. Yeah. Well, it's crisp. It's, it's crisp. like it's the weather that's like it makes your lungs feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're still in there. It feels good when you breathe in. Here right now, it's like nature's trying to kill you. <laughs> yeah, that's it's. The fir- when I was talking to everybody and it snowed for the first time, I was very jealous. Um, but ever since then, I'm like, no, I'm glad. I'm glad I live here. Yeah, dude. My dad uh, suggested after dinner. He's like, hey, you gotta go out there and shovel that driveway. <laughs> I was like, what? what are you talking about? It's dark out. He's like, it's a perfect time to do it. I'm like, no. It's opposite of the perfect time to do it. That's so funny. And um, yeah. Yeah, and I just apologies because it is garbage night, so you're probably going to hear some people dragging their cans to the curb. Oh, sure. That's what you were saying it uh, probably earlier. You're like, oh, uh, Matt's filling in. It's garbage night. Oh, yeah. We got to take the trash out, too. <laughs> oh, man. So, Matthew, I guess full disclosure, you're, you're my cousin. And, yeah. And, and I guess I'm going to give everybody the rundown before yeah the interview on our intro but you're you're my cousin you're you're also uh, a radio um personality radio dj i don't know if that's still sure what they call it and of course the 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 host of the hilarious podcast sparks radio yeah yeah man and thanks let's plug that yeah. I, I would love to get I, I love to gain one listener and lose four because that's <laughs> usually how it goes. It is. It is always a battle. The battle of the analytics. Dude. You look at that graph yeah. and you're like, what the, what did I say? <laughs> yeah. What did I do? You didn't know the graph. Yeah. I'm, the I'm, graph is, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. I, I made graph. fun of anti-vaxxers. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I called anti-vaxxers idiots and I, I probably just yeah. lost listeners because there they go (laughs) you're bleeding them already yeah exactly just just get the vaccine people anyways (laughs) um but yeah it's it's good good to see your face and um we like to we like to start at the beginning here uh matthew so what is um what's your first memory my first memory yeah oh my god you know i always say i have like three memories like i have the worst memory of all time okay <laughs> but then it's yeah but then somebody will mention something and be like oh yeah, yeah, yeah i remember that you asked first memory i have i know i probably have earlier memories but i remember ta- like learning to tie my shoes on the back stoop of my like a house i grew up in like one of the earlier homes mm-hmm. and uh not that i'm like some kind of you know I had lived in a thousand different homes growing up. It made it sound like I, you know, my family's not into real estate, Uh, but it was like, yeah, it was a small house. uh, And I remember tying my shoes for the very first time and like being proud and like ran to my dad in the garage, like, yo, look at this. I did it. You know? And I think they untied by the time I got there, but I remember doing that. And I was probably like three or four, like I, like that cemented in my brain. Yeah, so like when you pulled that that knot through, you're like, I did it. Yeah, and then you ran. I'm gonna be somebody one day. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I felt. And what? what how'd your dad react? 
Oh, my dad was probably he was probably smoking a cigarette at the time. Oh yeah, I forgot. The floor of the garage. Yeah, Uncle I know. Stu he used, used to, to smoke. smoke. Oh man, crazy time. And then uh, <laughs> he's probably like, "Good job." Yeah, you know? my my dad probably was smoking and then put it behind his back real quick. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah hide it. He, yeah, just oh, oh. hide oh. the ashtrays. Kids are coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember my dad. I love my dad. I'm not saying it to bash my dad, but I remember not. making like uh, remember those in in school when you had like uh, like I don't know for some reason like our kindergarten had like a kiln and you made like <laughs> clay pottery. I hope the teacher right? was putting the pottery in there. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, what a thing to blow a budget on! Like, how about we get pencils first or books? <laughs> A weird yeah. thing. To, this like, this textbook is from like 1964, and <laughs> we have a kiln. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I open up my history book. It's like modern day. We're looking for communists, and I'm like, I don't know <laughs> why we have a kiln right now, but we had a kiln, and uh, we made this pottery, and I was supposed to make a pot for Father's Day, mm-hmm. and of course, it kind of went. You know, kind of melted all over. And I wrote, I love you, dad, in it with like a toothpick, you know, and like the clay, oh, yeah. whatever. And I put it in, in the pot. And since it kind of melted, it was more, it became more of like a dish. Okay. And it was supposed to be for my dad. And my dad, <laughs> I'll never forget, father's or a birthday or Thanksgiving or Christmas present. It was like one of these things you make in school and you take home. Took home. The, and I was like, hey, dad, Merry Christmas, whatever. He goes, cool, thanks. He looks at it. It says, I love you, dad. He's like, that's sweet. Takes out a cigarette and flicks his ashes <laughs> in it. And it became his ashtray. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. Oh, that is too oh, yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, great. I just remember being a kid like, I don't think that, that wasn't the, the way it's supposed to go. <laughs> Did you go back to school and tell your kindergarten teacher? Yeah. Dad loved his ashtray. Thanks for helping me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there was another time, too. I remember third grade, Mrs. Bellamo's class. I was wearing, I don't know, for a long time, there was weird, like, fleece zip-ups were, like, that was, like, the shit. Remember Mm. fleece zip-ups? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And it was definitely, there was, uh, yeah, fleece zip-up period there was a starter jacket period there was a there was that was one of the one of the hot things oh yeah for sure well i was wearing this fleece zip up and uh it was like red and i was sitting next to the fireplace and like uh a piece it popped like the fire pops Mm -hmm. you know it happens and a hot ash flew and hit me on the shoulder and it burned a hole in my fleece zip up. And I was like, oh man, you know, uh-huh. well, I'm still going to wear the fleece zip up. <laughs> you know, I'm seven. Yeah. It's not like I can decide these things. So I go to school and speaking of like cigarettes, I got pulled aside after like before we were leaving. <laughs> and Mrs. Bellamo goes, how did that happen? And I was like, oh, you know, I oh, no. fire popped and everything. She's like, you're. <laughs> Your father's not putting cigarettes out on you, is he? <laughs> I was like, what? No. I don't know what kind of home you think I'm from. 
Oh, my dad pushes cigarettes out on me. Yeah, that is so I'm, funny. Yeah. I'm oh. not the ashtray. My love <laughs> is the ashtray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The symbolic <laughs> gesture of love to my father is what he puts cigarettes out on. Yeah, maybe if it said, I love you on the sleeve, he would have. That's so bad. Ah, so, that I mean, great. it's good that that teacher was checking, but also, like, man, she's probably seen some dark stuff, huh? Oh, dude, yeah, that's the first thing. Oh, this kid's got a hole in his shirt. It must be child abuse. Like, what? Like, kids, <laughs> kids play, right? I don't know. Yeah, I had a North Face in college where when I smoked a little bit in college, and that thing, by the end of it, was like Swiss cheese with so many cigarette holes, so... I get really? It. I think I think your your third grade teacher was partying. I think she's a <laughs> she's a she's a pro. Oh, that's awesome. What's your first memory? Do you have a good memory? No, I don't remember I don't remember a lot. I remember I don't know if I've talked about this cuz I always ask everyone their first memory, but I don't know if anyone's flipped it on me. Uh you can tell you're a you're a host because you're like <laughs> Oh, I got to turn the tables. I'll take control of this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm not commandeering. No, no, no. It's, I, think, I think I remember one of the first memories I have was I was – it was my – birth. it was actually – I don't know if it was my birthday or the day before my birthday. And I'm, you know how we live out in the woods and there was that stream behind my house? Yeah. And, I, and I'm, we're like hiking, my mom and probably my brother. And I put my hand down in the stream and I cup it. And my mom goes, don't drink that. And I look at her and then I take a sip and then like fast forward my memory to my birthday party. And for some reason, the entire family's there and I am sick. I'm just throwing up. But I do remember getting a Ghostbusters toy that day. It might have been the firehouse. Oh. It was probably because nice. I, I think a couple aunts and uncles must have gone in on it. Um, but I just remember being so miserable and like I couldn't even like eat my own birthday cake. But I got the Ghostbusters Is toy. So because you drank the dirty stream water, dirty stream water. The, yeah. I mean, like uh, looking back at it now, I mean, like you would, you know, like colonial people wouldn't drink water and that was probably a lot cleaner. But like now I go there and there's like natural gas pipes. Like you can see like flowing <laughs> through there. I'm just, it's like, I need like a, John Travolta. on the well. common. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can I get a, uh, <laughs> sorry. Can I edit in a reference here? Um, Aaron Brockovich, I need her to come and, and uh, <laughs> start suing people. And then I remember one time we were going to Hershey, Pennsylvania, because there's a sure. big amusement park. And I don't remember anything about the amusement park except for the, the I believe the lampposts look like Hershey Kisses, like the tops of them were like little Hershey Kisses. Oh. But I remember the drive there, we had a station wagon and I was in the back and it was so hot it, it must have been 120 degrees back yes. there and and i'm like oh, i'm burning back here and like my parents were up in the front blasting the ac but they were like freezing and i'm like i'm like it's so hot like i had a i had a blanket over my legs because the sun was coming directly at me and was like burning my legs i was i was choosing to, to keep in body heat over the sun bashing me and and then my mom's like, it's, it can't be that bad. Like, my parents did, didn't believe me. And then they went back there, and my mom was back there. And she's like, oh, my God, it's so hot back here. 
So those are like, those are my two. <laughs> Truly remember. Dude, I remember those station wagons. I know exactly the ones you were thinking of mm-hmm. because they had the seat facing the other way from like everyone yeah. else. It's like almost like a train seat that folds out of the trunk. Yeah, it's a great thing. And just in case your car gets rear-ended, you get face-to-face with the bumper. It's great. <laughs> Genius design work there. Uh, <laughs> dude, we used to have one of those same station wagons. And uh, I remember going to like the drive-in movies with my parents. And they would hide at least one kid in that compartment <laughs> that folds up. <laughs> so, so we'd pay less money. That's You're like, awesome. hey, what are you? Who fits in there? Get in there quick. Because it's like, you know save a five dollar entry fee yeah man by the way if yeah for for you listening just to let you know michael joyce grew up in like the greatest house slash environment for a kid ever i can imagine like how much fun you had it was almost like that's free roaming man yeah because i like our driveway so i call it my driveway but it was like this gravel drive and there were a couple other people who lived back there but like, yeah, we were a mile back from the main road and like I was surrounded by just woods and like and like our, our neighbors were like an apple orchard and like you could right. really you could. Yeah, it was pretty cool with like just roaming free. Like I would just like walk miles around with like my dog and just like explore. But like I also was envious of you guys because like you guys had like neighbors and you guys like played like neighborhood like baseball games and stuff and i always thought that was yeah. so cool because like that was the only thing is like we were very it was very solitary back there oh that makes total sense yeah so like i that's, got it that's interesting the grass is always greener i guess yeah yeah did you do a lot of journaling i feel like if you're just in nature you're like you know thorough just walking around <laughs> i know i must chronicle this as a child the ample hills of chesterland <laughs> Um, no, but I was a very deep in thought. I remember like in like first or third grade, I don't know, around there. I was young and people were like, people were like, Hey, you want to play this game? And I was like, nah, I'm going to go over here and like, just like be like deep in thought. <laughs> <laughs> like what a weird kid I was. Um, yeah. And if anybody else doesn't know it, it, listening is like, we are how many, we have like 50 cousins probably f- like high fours yeah. for sure. And you're, yeah. Your mom is sisters with my dad, and they are uh, right. with twelve total siblings. So, and we were like very close as far as like we like yeah. slept over each other's houses, and uh, and like I don't know, we'd have like what a family party like a, at least once a month kind of thing, and there'd be oh like, yeah, so many kids just running around everywhere, and that was just kind of the dude. Thing. It was great. It was great. It was it was good. It's like why I will always love Ohio because you know. We have a good family. It's in your bones, man. <laughs> yeah. I keep telling everybody, everybody kind of, first of all, it's hilarious when you talk to people not from Ohio. They automatically get Iowa and Ohio confused all the time. Mm-hmm. They're like, wait a minute, you're from Iowa or what? Ohio? <laughs> and you're like, dude, totally different, completely different. Uh, wow. And I realize they're both Midwest, but yeah, no, man, I lived in Nebraska, right on <laughs> in Omaha, right on the other side of Council Bluffs, Iowa. Totally different, especially, and I feel like Cleveland, Northeast Ohio is completely different than the rest of the state as yes. well. It has a different. I tell people it has a Cleveland is like East Coast. It's got because it was like you know it was like one of the bigger cities in the country, and like it did have like I don't know 
like the architecture it's it's like if chicago stopped growing in like the early 1900s or something you know it's yeah uh, um, it's it's like a smaller chicago i mean if that makes sense without with more kind of an east coast flair to it yes uh, in terms of personality yeah for sure um yeah i would yeah a mix of like east coast and midwest but you're right people don't people don't understand the vibe you know (laughs) but i i just think it's like i like to call it and i know this is stupid please make fun of me but uh i call it like cleveland's kind of like my secret garden you know everybody shits on it everyone hates it but it's like fine dude that's cool cool by me because it's a it's a great it is a great place it really is full of uh, a bunch of good people that are, are they're not high on themselves you know what i mean but they it's a weird it's a city that kind of gets in your bones man it really does and it yes. stays there good people and it, and it hangs there. with you yeah uh anyways we'll we'll cut out all this um i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> um but speaking of that matthew did you have a did you have like a blankie or like a comfort item growing up yeah uh, i did i had a ernie from sesame street that Hell was my yeah. Yeah, I still have them. I gave them to my son because it was here in the basement. And uh, I was like, look at this. This is great. And didn't care. I gave it to my daughter. She didn't care. She's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Ernie's lost all of his magic. Um, But yeah, that was it. Nice. It was nothing. Some, no, I didn't have like a blankie. Did you? Yeah, I had a blankie. But I, I want to talk about Ernie. Did you tote him around town? I did. I remember toting him around town, taking him to the grocery store. I used to think he was hilarious. You know, I always thought he was the funniest dude on Sesame Street because mm-hmm. he was always. Bert was the you know the, the straight uh, man. you know ironically the straight man. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, and then <laughs> turns out you know, neither of them were. Yeah, <laughs> right. But Ernie, Ernie was always like you know. I remember this ridiculous bit of. Uh. I don't know. It was like Ernie was playing the trumpet or something. Oh, no, no, it was a banana in his ear. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, Ernie, what are you doing with that banana in your ear? And Ernie's like, what? What are you doing with that banana in your ear? And then Ernie's like, I can't hear you. I have a banana in my ear. And I remember just like <laughs> laughing. Just I, like I got the joke. You know, it was like one of the first ones where I was like, oh, God, bananas in the ears. This is great. And uh, from then on, I was like, Ernie's my guy. That's my dude. Banana in the ear, Ernie. And yeah. I used to tote him around. And uh, I used to have a stuffed animal bear, which now I realize, like, how what was I watching? So it was Ernie, and then it was a stuffed animal bear. But it was a bear that held sugar. It said sugar. Like, it was a sack of sugar, oh. and he held it. And it was sewn to I his hand. I that. Say what? I think I remember that from, like, your bedroom. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's as a, it's I, a sugar bear, sugar bear, right? Sugar bear. Well, I, I kind of now looking back, I, I made sugar bear like a drug dealer because he was always <laughs> like, Hey, you want some sugar? I'm going to sell you some sugar here. If you got some sugar bears, get some, from, I was like, what did I, what was I doing? What was I watching on television that I just immediately was like sugar? Yeah. Crack dealer. Perfect. That's Dude. exactly what he is. It's all I would think about as a kid. <laughs> it was the the sweet sweet delicious crack so what was the <laughs> what was um what was your parents parenting style like did i mean did you were you guys just kind of i mean like i guess all the all of our i think all of our family has a has a 
what would you call that? A strict streak in them, I think. But but also I could yeah. see you being cut loose in the neighborhood too. So no, dude, I am a hundred percent like like you know my blood r- runs off of like pure. 92 octane guilt like that is just has been sewn <laughs> yeah. into my soul like if you enjoy it it's wrong how dare you if if it's something that you take pleasure from you're going to hell you know like yeah. that's and not that i believe it but i'd be lying if i said it's not there all the time in my head yeah no that's i totally understand that yeah were, were you more afraid of your mom or your dad growing up Oh, my mom, 100%. Yeah, I was gonna, like, I was For you, like, it's got to be your dad, right? Yeah. For you, dad. it's got to be. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Of course. That Irish Catholic, man. It's uh, there. It's, it's no joke. It's funny because your brother, your brother was in the, the military. And, yeah. Uh, and that I feel like that coupled with uh, with our upbringing, like it kind of made him more not a, he's not like a hard ass, but he, like I it was funny. Like he, I was having flashbacks to like Grandpa watching him parent a little bit. It was just like, <laughs> all right, get up now. Like it was just like, <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I think I think my upbringing was probably super similar to yours. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like, I, you know, and I'm not saying it was bad at all. Like, I've, you know, no, I had it was a, great. Yeah. a great life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now that sounds like it's over, but I've had a great life and I, <laughs> I'm continuing to live a great and very privileged life. I'm very cognizant of that, um, especially once you have your own kids, you know, and you're sitting there. And I'm like, hey, make sure you eat your avocado. And I, I was like, I, I don't think I had an avocado until I was <laughs> 29 years old. I don't know if our parents knew avocado existed. Right. Like, I don't, like, I didn't know, like, Thai food existed until I was 23, 24. Like, if if it didn't, like, if it wasn't available at, like, in Chesterland or in, like, the food court at Menor Mall, I didn't know. Yes. I didn't know about it. (laughs) That's exactly it. 100%. Dude, I remember making tacos with my parents and my job when we made tacos was to unwrap the craft singles and put them in a stack and <laughs> slice craft singles. That's the cheese, you know, <laughs> like that was the exotic night at my house. So, I mean, I would just eat those good. tacos. They sound pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It was great. And again, it was great, but it was just like nothing had, it's funny now because I'm living back with my parents here temporarily. And it's like, it's so strange because you're seeing your, it's like seeing your past and your future at the same exact time. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't, like, I didn't make that up. My, my uh, friend did, who also is in the same situation as me. And he's like, it's, it's, it is kind of crazy because we had tacos tonight. And I was thinking like, oh my God, the shredded cheese on the table. How far have we come as a family? This is amazing. Like we've, all we've really, evolved. Yeah, we've progressed. What kind, what kind of really seasoning proud. did you put on the, uh, on the meat? And was it, just, is uh, it ground beef or are we talking uh, like flank steak? It was turkey taco. It was turkey ground taco. turkey. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, wow, we're going healthy. Healthy. I know. Quit the, <laughs> your, your dad quit the cigarettes. Is eating turkey tacos now. I love 
it. I He's like, it. I got to get a couple more years out of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Keep it going. Oh, God. Um, that's so funny. You, um, I just, I just love hearing stories. Didn't you work at like a grocery store for like? I did. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah. I, what is this? Do you have a great story? And I hate to do this to you, but what's the, <laughs> it's just like, dude, I got a million stories. Yeah. Wasn't there like million stories? Was there a person who was like trying to murder you or something? And you had like drop off groceries at their house or maybe it was an <sighs> old lady. I can't remember. Well, there was Mr. Davis, who I worked for. That okay. was my first job. He was in the neighborhood, and I would ride my bike to his house. It was me and, like, four other neighborhood kids. And this, mm-hmm. is, this is what you missed out on growing up and pontificating in the woods. <laughs> I would ride my, <laughs> ride my bike to Mr. Davis's house. And he wanted us. This is, like, summer, and I was probably 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And he would pay us $5 an hour cash. That's and not, he wanted us there. Bad. Pretty good. That's yeah, like still Ohio minimum wage right now. <laughs> it really is. And he wanted, dude, his job was to breed and sell exotic birds That's out it. of his home. <laughs> That's the one. Like, this what? Is, this is it. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. Is that and probably he, uh, illegal? That's probably why he paid so well. Yeah, probably illegal. And so he originally hired us like three, four neighborhood kids to clean out all the bird cages. Cause he had all these like how many giant ass say, birds. If you had to put a number, I don't, I, I mean, I, in, I don't know, but he the, had like 40 bags of bird seed in his garage. Like oh. it was taller than me and think of it like bird seed bags, like as big as like a dog food bag, yeah. you know? And he had like 30 to 40 of these things stacked Holy. up and you, and you and four other kids would go and clean out. And you're making hourly wages, so it's at least going to be a couple-hour job between five kids cleaning yeah. bird cages. That's a lot of birds. Well, a lot of birds, and he had them in the basement. And so I don't know how many birds because I refused to go in the house. I was like, I'm not. <laughs> He's weird. Think of, like, a mini Bob Vila. That's what Mr. Davis looked like. Like, he had the beard and the checkered mm-hmm. shirt, you know, and the jeans tucked in and all that. And so he's like, hey, why don't you come on in? And I was like, eh, I'm not going in there, Mr. Davis. Well, it seems like at all good instincts. Yeah. Well, I'm not kidding. He had a human sized bird cage in his living room <laughs> that, that we could see through the window because I refused to go in. So he's like, well, you can do some yard work. And he wanted me to like rake pine needles. And he wa- I had to wax his Chrysler Baron with a Q-tip. I'll never forget doing what? that. And uh, no way. Swear to God. And I was like, "Are you sure?" He's like, "Yeah, do it." So he gave me like four boxes of Q-tips. What? How, yeah. How many? Was, how many Q-tips did you use? All four boxes. <laughs> <laughs> how long did that take you? It was like four thousand Q-tips. Uh. It took me all day. It took me all day. This is cra- this is unprecedented. Yeah. What did your well, parents? I was. <laughs> what did your parents say about it? Oh man, they're my just, parents. They're just happy you had a job, <laughs> dude. Not not to sit here and just bag on my parents, but I remember. Yes, they were very happy that I was just uh, off doing a job. Yeah, I remember my mom telling me when I was fourteen years old. 
14. I think it was 14. Yeah, because it was before. Yeah, so, so I was 14 years old. Mm -hmm. And my mom said, don't come. I think, you know, my older brother got in trouble a lot. And I was always like the straight and narrow kid. Yeah. But who always got the brunt. They'd be like, you know, my older brother got caught smoking cigarettes. Ooh. And then I remember I got grounded because I was home at like 6.02. Like, <laughs> they were like, be home by 6. And I was like, okay. So I left. And by the time I came home, they caught my brother smoking. And I would like, you know, I'm walking up the driveway. I check the mail. Oh, no mail, whatever. You know, I hit the garage by like 602. They're like, where were you? Uh, wait, what? No five minute grace period? You're you're grounded. Yeah. Because they were they were just pissed about his shenanigans. Uh, and then, you know, so my mom, I remember to my mom, and she'll deny it to this day, but she's lying. But she said, Don't come go get a job and don't come back until you have one. And I remember going, Mom, I'm 14. I, <laughs> you, I need a <laughs> at grandma and grandpa's, they were making their kids pay rent by then, you know? <laughs> yeah. I started yeah, working look, when I, I was 14 too. Oh, I bet. I bet. I just remember riding my bike crying on the way to Staples. <laughs> like, ah. <laughs> Do you have an application, please? <laughs> You got like a fake mustache on. Like, uh, how old are you? <laughs> I am 16 years old. <laughs> yeah. It's me and another kid in a trench coat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hello, sir. Two app. I mean, one, one. application. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's so, so yeah. And I don't know what they thought I, what was going on, Mr. Davis, but uh, I got fired from that job because I overslept. And he's like, I no longer need your services. All right, I'm out of here. I didn't want to wax your LeBaron anymore anyway, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but he had, he, it really was strange. The breeding exotic birds was weird. But then he had a mistress that lived with him, him and his wife. And wow. he, um, yeah. And he, her name, I, I can't even remember her name. My buddy would know her name immediately. Rhonda. Rhonda. Her name was Rhonda. Okay. Yeah. But he goes, her name's Rhonda, but we call her Sarge. And I was like, oh, oh Jesus no. Christ. I was wondering who got into the cage, and I now know. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it wasn't. it's not Sarge who goes in there. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's I just wild. picture him with, like, uh what is that like i'm not uh what is that called like in brazil there's that giant street fair where they wear that giant like toucan mask and oh is that uh, carnival? carnival yeah carnival yeah. <laughs> it's like wearing a carnival yeah, yeah giant yeah. beak <laughs> in the bird cage. it's weird oh, dude i don't yeah, know that guy it was weird did he make but he bird was noises? paying oh god he never I, yeah i don't know but he was paying his uh, Sarge's tuition because she was going to school at John Carroll. Like she was oh. getting her master's at John Carroll. So he was paying. It was a weird, like a weird scenario. She lived with him, Sarge. We had to take orders from Sarge uh, to like clean the windows better. Did, it was did all you, very. Did you have to salute her? <laughs> <laughs> sir, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. It wow. was really strange. I, it, the whole thing was weird. Well, I got fired. I'm just glad no one got murdered or molested. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's let's bring it. I mean, this is great. I could, but I could talk about our childhood for way too long. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what about? Okay. So let's fast forward to present day. You sure. are you are uh, you're 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 married. You have two beautiful children, Enzo and oh, Sophia. Is it cool if I share their names? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so I I know I said them before I I asked, but uh, um, so do, were there any like um traditions that you wanted to like pass along, um, when they were you know whether they're born or or whether you you still haven't started the tradition, but there's something that you that you enjoyed as a child that you kind of want to keep doing with them. Oh, that's a great question. I think the answer is yes. Obviously, some traditions are really great and others are just horrific. But I think everything has just been... I'm sure there's some. I can't think of any traditions that we do here with ourselves, like as a nuclear family. You know, in terms of like extended family, there's just like traditions and that kind of stuff. But I don't know what traditions... I've done, I feel like I had a whole list of stuff. And then once your second child comes along, it's like <laughs> that goes out the window. Yeah. It's the second kid is such like a wake up call to how the real world operates. The first kid is always like, I'm going to do this. I'm planning. I'm doing, uh, you know, you take so I mean, obviously you take good care of your second child and you love them. In my opinion, it's it's like it's exponential. So it's yeah. you know the more kids you have, the more you continue to love your kids. It's like it, in my you don't have yeah. like a one or the other kind. But of you thing. like take less good care of them. <laughs> you no, 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 I mean, I'm well, just saying like you just know like all right, well like yeah, you can put that in your mouth, just don't swallow it. Uh, right. Yeah, but on the first kid, you're like pour out. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like your mom and my dad, they had you know there was twelve in that family, like by the end there was just a pile of kids and they were just throwing the baby into the pile of kids and they'll be like, they'll figure it out. You know, <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah. And, and so like you start, like I'm, I'm starting, I'm like, I make my oldest raise my, <laughs> raise my youngest all the time. I'm like, Hey, can you go, can you go watch her and just tell me if she's like eating anything? I gotta, I gotta use the bathroom. And it's just like, all right, sure. Then, you know, I'll scroll through the phone a little longer than I would have on the first one. <laughs> yeah. There's no play either, in this one. Yeah. You want a little bit of crying. You want a little screaming. If it's too quiet, that's when it's your yeah. worry. Yeah. You know, you're, you're like, like oh. oh, no. Right. You're right. The too silence. much crying. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. A little bit. Again, it's the, it's the gray area that you want to live in. Mm -hmm. uh, not, not so... Oh God! Someone definitely is bleeding right now. That is a scream of <laughs> of you know absolute pain, or it is eerily quiet. That means that something is being destroyed. But I I think <laughs> when you when you have the second kid, it's it's like it's you realize okay this is like this is parenting. There's mm -hmm. I, I feel like one kid you're don't get me wrong you're definitely parenting. I mean it's definitely holy shit what do, what how much free time did I have before? I, I have no idea. Oh, what was I doing with my life? How do I not have a PhD by now? <laughs> I should be able to go to Juilliard for guitar. Like, I don't understand. 
what I was doing with all my free time. But by the second time, by the second kid, you're immediately like, you got to entertain and educate the first child still. And at the same time, you have the second one that you have to turn, also turn into a human. So your time is even divided even greater. So uh, in terms of traditions and wanting to do stuff, I would absolutely love to have like a family vacation every year to a different place just so they can have that memory of, oh, I remember when we went to like a Myrtle Beach or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Yosemite or, you know, that kind of thing, Zion or something. That stuff yeah. really does I, I, stick out in in my brain. Like like I said, the Hershey, Pennsylvania. It doesn't even have to be anywhere cool. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You got to get out of the norm, and uh, I, I I think a lot of people, I think they get stuck in traditions, just in general. And you know, if they're not beneficial, and it feels like you're going through the motion, I'm a hundred percent down for just banishing that tradition forever <laughs> if it's not if the tradition loses its you know uh like going to church <laughs> yeah <laughs> right yeah yeah dude i don't know where are you at on that how are you gonna how are you raising your kids uh to be good people <laughs> without the guilt yeah. i think are you oh dude. although i still Thank, feel like my daughter yeah. has the guilt although yeah you're because um carolina carolina's I'm assuming Catholic, right? She's pretty Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys? Yeah, going, she's Catholic. You, you guys still practicing? But, you know, for me, no. I just I can't anymore. You know, I've. It's like with everything going on, I don't know. It's kind of like a, you know, again, I don't want. I I do think that, you know, religion has a lot of pros. I think it gets dogged on a lot now, but I think mm-hmm. it does ingrain in you some sense of responsibility to take care of other people mm-hmm. and be be genuinely invested in the well-being of others and i think that's really great but there's a whole mess of other like yeah. as i see it now nonsense that goes with it that i just don't want to just pump into that pristine hard drive of a kid you know <laughs> We're yeah. just like, you don't want to oh, corrupt no. it with that virus. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't want to, uh, you know, but it's, there is, I think there is societal benefits to some of it. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I honestly, I don't know what to do now. And I think, I think some church or some religion would be, is good, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for the stuff I mentioned earlier. But, you know, I personally haven't been in years. And I feel great about it. (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, we are good people. But sometimes I'm just like, am I a good person because, like, our family was good? Or because I think, like, also the most fucked up parts about me are also from, like, the religion and, like, the whole, like, the teachings are good. But it's, like, the whole bureaucracy around it. And, like, right. I mean, I don't want to get like too heavy into it, but it's, you know, it's just no. like just the whole way that church is hypocritical well, and also like just set up such like a gangster racket. Like you need to go confess to the priests and you need to like, you just, you know, you, yeah. they like they created problems and that they were the only solution to. And anyways, I, I really weird. And like my kids well, seem pretty good so far, but you know, it's pretty early, but 
I don't know. They, <laughs> yeah, it's like, the my, my daughter, my oldest, already feels the guilt, and I'm like, "How did this get in you? You're not. You've never been to. You've been to one one church, and I think yeah, well, that's the bloodline, dude. It, it's in there. It's, in it's there. programmed. Maybe it's we're predispositioned in our brains, and or maybe that's just her being cognizant, you know, of yeah, how I, you know, behave. some sort of morality. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. that's that's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. The, yeah. the, the time I remember, dude, I remember because I went to a Catholic high school mm-hmm. and I, it's a pretty Catholic upbringing. And uh, Benedictine, right? Yeah, Benedictine High School. Benny, and I remember for those in the know. Benny. Yeah, for those in the know, Benedictine. It, all guys, monks wearing the habit and priests that live there on campus and the whole thing. And I remember. I did like, for example, like Lent is coming up here, mm-hmm. like a couple days, and you always have to like you give up eating meat on Fridays during mm-hmm. Lent. And I remember like being in ski club, and being at Boston Mills Brandywine, you know, glorified oh, hills, yeah, the, the, in Ohio, the biggest slopes in all of Northeast Ohio, like. <laughs> they're like like a four-story Dude. building, probably. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I remember being in ski club, and and this is like seventh grade, and I remember I'm sitting there like eating dinner, and I'm eating chicken nuggets, and I remember being halfway through chicken nuggets and having this wash of anxiety come over me, going, "Oh no, <laughs> am I going to hell?" But yeah. Because I'm eating chicken nuggets on a Friday night. And I thought, you know, I didn't tell anyone. Yeah. And then I had the dilemma. Like, well, do I already ate the chicken? Do I continue finishing the chicken? (laughs) And what did you do? I'm already going to hell. Oh, I ate the chicken. I finished. I'm not going to throw out the food. Well, that's the thing about like Catholics is like, you're like, yeah, you can finish a chicken, but you just have to confess it later. (laughs) So I was like, I guess I can go through with this. And I just have to ask for forgiveness later. Yeah. That's like, and also, I mean, yeah. Once you start like getting critical thinking skills, you're like, you like start learning why these things like we eat meat because, or we don't eat meat because that used to be a luxury because like fish were like the chicken of the times during back then right fish was like the plentiful thing like meat was only for very special occasions so you didn't want to eat a special occasion meat on the front you know it's like it's like this has nothing to do with 1989 or whatever when when you were eating those chicken nuggets probably 93 (laughs) or something anyways yeah yeah the nuggets were from 89 i think i was eating them in like 97 97 okay yeah yeah Yeah, brandy wine they they just had a (laughs) They had a freezer they stocked once in the 80s, and they're still working off those nuggets. Yeah, it said, like, Salt Lake City Olympics on it when they were defrosting (laughs) the the, the nuggets. But I remember, dude, I remember being old enough where I remember, like, yeah, all this is horseshit. It was um, the John Paul II, the Pope, and uh, St. Patrick's Day ended up being on a Friday. And Saint and John John JPII goes, Hey man, go ahead and eat some corned beef. I give the old pass. You're good to go. <laughs> I didn't know that. And I was like, wait a minute. So 
it's fine if it's corned beef on Patty's Day, but other than that, you can't. That's when, dude, I swear to God, that's when I abandoned my religion. It that's was over so corned funny. beef on St. Patty's Day. I was like, this, everything's a sham. <laughs> what does it all mean anymore as you stuffed your face full of corned beef? Yeah, crying. Oh, my God, he's crying over corned beef. That's. I was like, it's all meaningless. So funny. I just, I don't, I can't remember exactly when. I always had problems with like the whole, like, oh, like my Jewish friends going to hell because he didn't get baptized. <laughs> like that was, a big, <laughs> that was a big one. And then also I remember learning like why priests didn't get married. And it's like, you know, they tell you like, oh, cause Jesus didn't. But it's like, no, actually it was a land grab situation back in like <laughs> medieval times. They didn't want priests to pass on their land to anyone. They wanted to absorb it into the church. And you're like, those fuckers, <laughs> you know, and it's all stuff like that. It's like, yeah. like, why do we do these things? Oh, like a bunch of Cardinals got together and voted on it 500 years ago. Cool. Right. Yeah. That's why I, now... I can't masturbate without <laughs> crying. Is that, although it's cliche to say that, but you get the idea. The guilt. I just hope your neighbors heard you sitting out on your porch <laughs> saying that. They probably did. <laughs> Sorry, neighbors. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot we were outside. <laughs> Got real podcast blinders on right now. And I'm probably screaming it. Because even like on yeah. my recorder, the levels are going off the charts. <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. good. Let them know. Let them know if they ever hear you. A good cry. At night, while while everyone's out at the grocery store, you're you know. <laughs> don't worry about old Mike. All right, Michael's having a good old time. <sighs> yeah, don't worry. Yeah, these are tears of joy, my friend. Uh, <laughs> are there were there any life lessons that you like want to pass on, or like just important things that you think it's, you know, like significant to impart on your on your children? Uh, yeah you know i was just telling i was telling my dad of course yeah what if i said no i'm a monster be like no just figure it out like you're <laughs> no i'm good yeah, Next yeah question. no i'm fine yeah yeah <laughs> ah that would have been amazing um no i think uh you know, I was just telling my dad. I helped my dad install the dishwasher. We got a, a new dishwasher. Congrats. Uh, yeah, I know. Dude, Living a it new up dishwasher changes your life, man. Yeah. Anyways. Absolutely. And I've lived without a dishwasher, too, and with a with a newborn baby. That is brutal. Oh, no way. Oh, seriously. Yeah, in Brooklyn, dude. Oh. Anyways. Sorry. So, so I'm you, reeling yeah, from no, that. I, dude, it was, it was hard. It was hard. <laughs> That was like, I was like, I will never do this again because it was so hard to have a kid. <laughs> yeah. I I yeah. shared a front door. Like, there was just one front door and, like, my landlord went in the bottom and then, like, it was just open to our top. I would have rather do that again than not have a dishwasher again. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so you installed a dishwasher with your dad? Yeah, I installed the dishwasher with my dad. I just, Yeah. I installed the dishwasher with my dad, and the whole time, like, it wasn't working. It wasn't going in the right way. The latch was hitting. Uh, it was too, you know, it wasn't level, so yeah. the door was hitting high on one side, low on the other, whatever. So, 
you know, and I think my dad said, ah, it's level enough. And I turned to him and, you know, and I got to use his words against him, you know, and I was like, yeah, got it. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, if you're going to do a job, you do it right. Oh. And he looked at me and I'm like, you don't half-ass it, you know? And he was like, oh, it, it's <laughs> like turning the knife kind of oh, a thing. I must have felt so yeah. good. Oh, it felt so good. I was like, oh, my God. I told him, I'm like, you realize I hear that all day, every day in the back of my brain. It's like in my brainstem. Mm -hmm. You can do something, do it right. Don't be lazy. Like, don't, like I can just hear yeah. my dad's voice. Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. And uh, I got to zing him with that today. And my God, you should have seen the sparkle in my eye. Yeah. It was Did like you do a little end zone dance in his face. Oh yeah, Start definitely. I spiked it. Yeah, right in his face. Like, ah, boom! Don't be lazy. We're gonna do it right the first time. Mm, yeah. You know that kind of thing. Pull up, pull I a sharpie that's... out of your sock and and sign the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I'll Ocho Cinco life yeah, lessons yeah. back to my dad. <laughs> That's that'd be amazing. I I yeah. So I think that was that's a great life lesson that, that I I yeah I think is uh, that's such a good you point, know and though. you see it all the time. Yeah, is that like those those things that like you constantly repeat or like were repeated to you, but like are now yeah. in your brain and but that's like what you like draw your strength from later on in life. So it's, yeah. Yeah, I'm right now. I'm in that repetition phase of just like repeating, repeating. <laughs> what What do you got? Like, what do you What do you What kind of life lessons are you? I you know I don't know. <laughs> you can do it. Um, don't care about what other people are think. Just oh do, yeah. Do, yeah. Oh like, God, if that can if that one can stick, that's like a superpower. You know what I mean? Yeah. If 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 only you can realize that, and I hope your daughters can like realize that early on in life because i didn't realize that i still don't think i realized that no, you know what i, I mean and i say like, it and i don't know if i completely buy it because like, at some like some ways i am very much like that but in other ways i am not so it's yeah, yeah. i'm trying to do that because yeah it's it's so true but yeah i think if i repeat it to them enough maybe i'll absorb it in my own brain yeah it's actually for me just let me say it please okay <laughs> this one's for me but dad, we're just sitting here by ourselves. Sorry, I'm reading, <laughs> reading the uh, podcast reviews. Uh, <laughs> I had to say it aloud. Yeah. Is dad telling that to us? No, he's yelling in the mirror in the bathroom again, kids. Just <laughs> let him. It doesn't matter what they think. It doesn't matter what they think. Yeah. So, Matthew, you are a, a radio DJ. Um, I'm just curious, like, by the way, you were so you I don't know. Um you've you've I think there's a couple things that I would like to bring up. First of all, it's got to be like a very tough lifestyle with kids. It's very you know, it's like being a, a stand-up or a, a performer. You're you're kind of going job to job, you know? It's not like Yeah. Like rarely does a, a DJ stay in one place for for that long. Like has has that been and plus the hours, you you got to be up because you're you were a morning morning drive guy. In, in Las yeah. Vegas, um, yeah. most recently, and um, I don't know, was that was that really difficult um, balancing that? Because I mean, you had your was 
were you in Vegas before Enzo was born? Or he, he was no. born in, in Vegas, right? Yeah, I had both both my kids in Vegas, yeah. Uh, you know, that's that you're that too. Wow. You're like Barbara Walters. That's the number one point of contention, man, in, in this industry that I refuse to to play that game. It's like I never wanted to be it's almost like a military family where you go and I never thought that was fair to the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to bounce around and, you know, just go take a job in Boise because there's a job open in Boise. I don't mm-hmm. want to just go and jump around and, and do the whole thing. So that is 100% the number one fear and thing that I think about in this industry and uh, something that I I have actively, that's why, you know, that's why I do the, that's why I do my uh, show every single day is because I'm like, you know, eventually I got to build my own thing that is impermeable to that kind of lifestyle because I, you know, in Vegas, I thought I was going to be in Vegas for a while and I was told you're going to be in Vegas for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's great. You're doing great. Everything's great. And then, you know, okay. global pandemic hits and then my contract ends at the exact same time that radio advertising apparently ended as well and it's like you know <laughs> yeah and then it didn't work out and and so what ends up happening by the way I, root... can, can i just add he was number one he went on on top all right sorry thanks appreciate it. yeah dude that was the thing like they cut me a bonus check for ratings <laughs> like you two days are... and then they fire me two days after that uh... and it was like dude i was talking i was like you know i don't think they're gonna i don't think they know that I don't think that they know my contract's ending. I'm just going to shut up. I'm not going to bring it up. <laughs> like, like when I don't lease think... is up. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't, don't do anything. It's going to be month to month. Cause you know, <laughs> things were not going well in terms of like billing and uh-huh. sales and Vegas. It's gotta be one of the most hardest hit cities. Yeah. It's all tourism, you know? So Dude, it's gotta be crazy bad. It, there. Yeah. It was getting, it was getting pretty brutal and they shut down the strip completely. It was fucking, it was nuts. I've never seen anything like it. So I was like, ah, just mom's the word. Don't say anything. Mm-hmm. And then rings come out and then it's like, uh, you know, here's your bonus check. <laughs> I was like, oh no, <laughs> they definitely know now. They, there's no way they don't know, you know, when yeah. this contract is ending. And then, yeah, sure enough. But that hundred percent, the number one, that's the number one thing where you're like, oh man, I don't. I don't know. I don't want to do that to my family. I don't want to impose, but I also know that I don't want to, I guess the, the pandemic has changed my mindset in terms of like, you know, I, I love like personal finance and talking money and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And they say the average millionaire has seven revenue streams, uh, at one time they have seven forms of income. And I was like, wow, you know, that's, that's incredible. So I think, before, when I was like, oh, you know, no, I'm going to do this. And if I, if it led to other things, cool, but this is, this is what I do. You know, this is great. And now yeah. I'm much more open to, no, 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 I can do that. But I can also, I could do this. I could do another different, you know, if I want to invest in real estate or if I want to uh, pursue another career path while also doing this, then that's, mm-hmm. that's fine. You know, because you got to take care of your family first. And that's, that's what it comes down to. But I'm still actively doing doing the show and doing like uh 
like a fun program every single day. So I think, I think, uh, yeah, cause that's your passion and, and you, and I mean, to be honest, you got part of the reason I think you got hired in Vegas was because of the podcast previously, right? They listened to that. Yeah. So it's like, so well, still, you, know, let's, you, you can let's always shout out you, dude. Let's my, Michael Joyce, this guy, this saint that you listened to on this show. And he, this guy was doing a podcast, the same show, the podcast. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's totally different. And you're going to come on the show and do the podcast here in a couple of days or weeks or whatever when we release it. But, uh, dude, we are doing that show in 2013. Wow. How insane is that, man? That's, That's like crazy. Was that really 2013? 2013, December 2013 is when we started doing the show together. And then you hung with it for a long time, even through becoming a father, yeah. moving cities, moving apartments. Move, right. I mean, I was like, you were a trooper. And uh, I wish I knew now, or then what I know now about analytics and sales and uh-huh. downloads and all that. I mean, it didn't. It would it would have been a different story, but I think I, it's just. I wish uh, I I knew any of that now in general. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I know well, what I you think, mean. Yeah, I don't think any of those tools really existed. I mean, we were we were on it early, dude. That's all I'm saying. But you were, it was fun, man. It was we had really a great, great time. Yeah, I just had to like pull back because of the the kid, and I was dude, doing don't comedy say no more. in New York City, and yeah, you know, you know. It keep, but I, but it was a blast, and I learned how to podcast for sure through that. I still use some of the same tactics I used then. So yeah, it was a great. Um, so you're you're home now because of the pandemic. You're yeah. back. You're back with your, how how is that multi general generational living? Yeah, uh, I call this the global headquarters. I'm in the basement. <laughs> At least you get good <laughs> Wi-Fi down there. It looks you good. You got Wi-Fi. I had no idea that was a basement. Oh, good. Yeah, it's windowless. It's cold. Uh, I think, um, <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I'm super appreciative as everything you got. I mean, you're in L.A., so in when I was in Vegas, you have, like, tons of people are moving out of L.A. Yeah. Cause they, and moving to Vegas because they realize they can get so much more like house for your, you're more bang for your buck in Vegas than you can in LA. And so Vegas as a city is, was, is not doing well economically speaking, but real estate there is still like, it's never been higher. It's because all these LA people are moving. Yeah. Like the city of Henderson, it was something insane. Like 200,000 people, city of Henderson grew by 200,000 people in the the last no, in the last last like two years, two hundred thousand really? people have moved to Henderson. Yeah, it's it's crazy the growth going on there. Because and so I was. If you're like a business the, owner in Los Angeles, uh, Las Vegas, you like lived in like Henderson, right? That's like where. I I'd say Henderson is like the real first true suburb of Vegas. Okay. Where Vegas is growing and expanding quickly, but it's not very old. Like it's weird because. You just have desert, so you can tell, oh, well, that neighborhood ended. That's where they stopped building in the 80s. Mm-hmm. That's where they stopped building in the 90s. That's where they stopped <laughs> building in 2008, uh-huh. you know? And then now here's where they are now. And it's just, you can just, the housing styles change per street 
Oh, that's cool. Where they built, yeah, it's kind of, it's really kind of weird. Um, but it, it's it's a it's an older city, but it's very much young in terms of like a community and it being a city and mm-hmm. galvanizing itself around something else other than gambling. Okay. And transient as you know as all hell. So when the pandemic hit, we were like, oh man what are we going to do? You know? And then I lose my job and I'm like, we can stick it out here in Vegas. That's fine. We're, we're still fine, but it is top of the market. My, my kids haven't seen their grandparents in, you know, eight, nine months. Mm-hmm. It'd be awesome if we had some help with the two kids. Yeah. And it'd be great. Cause you know, we're in like quarantine or whatever. I, I social interaction is important for anyone, let alone, you know, a three-year-old or a one-year-old, mm-hmm. four-year-old, one-year-old kind of a thing. So we said, all right, you know, top of the market, let's sell the house, let's roll. And I can come here to Vegas. My wife, uh, or I'm sorry, come here to Cleveland. My wife would have some some help with the kids while I come into the global headquarters and just drill down on the show 100%. Uh-huh. And, and give it a go, you know, just try going 100 miles an hour on it, see what happens. Still, obviously, uh, you know, trying to trying to land uh, another job, mm-hmm. but really kind of put forth the effort. So that was the mindset of of coming back to Cleveland. But it's the first time I'm living here in 12 years. I haven't lived in Cleveland for 12 years, so it's it's like I'm here, but I'm not yeah, because you can't I go anywhere. Yeah, I can't go anywhere. I haven't seen my friends that still live here. I haven't. I haven't even gone out to a restaurant, you know, I've just been in a basement, <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, like it's weird. It's almost like a, that is weird. like a bomb went off and I'm in a shelter bomb shelter and you're just hanging out. You're just, we're the survivors, Matthew. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like Brendan Frazier. <laughs> that one Christopher Walken movie, whatever that was. Um, Blast from the past. Jesus. I, I am impressed. That was a great movie. Uh, who's the female lead in that? Was that Alicia Silverstone? I don't Is know. that a, Alicia Silverstone was in that too? May I think so. I don't know. We'll yeah. look that up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know. Doing my best pod at gmail.com. Email me the answer. Yeah. I refuse to Google. Um, what was it like grow, like having kids in, in Vegas? It, like, cause we don't, I mean, I don't, I've actually never, I've driven through Vegas and I'm sorry I didn't come visit you. I am very sorry for that. Um, I guess I've only lived in LA like 11 months without a pandemic, but, um, uh, so I'm not, I'm not going to be super hard on myself, but, um, but I, but yeah, don't worry. About it, it seems like I don't know. It didn't. It didn't seem like a, a child friendly thing. And it was funny because you were like, you were like very plugged, in, obviously through the radio station. You were like hosting events. You were like the host of the UNLV, uh, yeah, basketball games and like. Right. It was like, um, I don't know. Was it like weird having kids there? Like, hey, let's go take the baby for a walk down the strip, or was it like, or is there just like a, a family side? No, there's definitely a family side. I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, dude. I mean, it's just like the strip is weird. You know, if you're, if, you know, if you're listening and you're familiar with Vegas, it's like anything on the, on the West side, I lived on the West side, Southwest side of Vegas. And as soon as you get to like Jones Boulevard, things get weird. 
there's like weird people, <laughs> uh-huh. tourists. It's weird. Like right before the Palms, kind of a, you know, that kind of area. And you're like, ah, okay, whatever. <laughs> but then you get out, you drive down the road. And Vegas is, is not a big city. I mean, I think it's like 2 million people, which is a, a good medium-sized city. But geographically speaking, it's just in a valley, and that's it. It's really not – it's not a big – people complain when it's something that's, you know, 20 minutes away. They're like, oh, Chick-fil-A? 20 <laughs> minutes away? What are you talking about? We're not going to that one. That's you the, know, that kind the of minimum drive time in L.A. Yeah, exactly. And so it's not a big place, but – it's just it's america wherever you drive down there you know it's strip malls and dairy queens and that's you know that's it oh say can you see <laughs> dairy queen <laughs> subway so <laughs> taco bell <laughs> Well, I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> Danny. Yeah. Well, at yeah. least I know I'm free. Sabaro. 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 Things that sound vaguely. Olive epic. Garden. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All you can eat breadsticks. Yes. Um, Guys, want to go super exotic tonight? P.F. Chang's is around the corner. Watch out. <laughs> So your your wife is Colombian. No, no, I'm sorry. What Close, Venezuela. Venezuelan. Oh my god, that's embarrassing. Sorry. It's okay. Her mom was Colombian. Her dad Venezuelan, uh, but she grew up in Venezuela. Okay, that's right. My bad. So yeah. I just no remember worries. when when you guys got married, there was a tradition called Crazy Time, which which was like the yes. translation. And Crazy Hour. Crazy, crazy hour, hour. Yeah. and we only had to do it for like 10 minutes because like you know we're lightweight americans but it seems first of all it seems like an america uh, an amazing tradition it's like like everybody at the wedding's got to like get up and dance and just go freaking crazy for an hour yes right brilliant idea brilliant idea it's a brilliant yeah. idea although i will say like you got to do it at the beginning of the night right but i think they do it at like midnight or something right they, dude, I'm telling you, it's the Venezuelans, Latin people in general, are the energizer bunny of dancing. Like, I don't understand, like, my <laughs> my bloodline cannot keep up with that amount of energy. No, the Irish it's were not like, meant to move that much. No, no. Meant to be at the bar. Yeah, like you know, half hour after of like, all right, all right, yeah, yeah, we yeah, get yeah. it. All right. I need to be yeah. slumped over drinking a whiskey, not <laughs> dancing all sexy like. Um, but yeah. no, I I remember like really putting my heart and soul into crazy. We, I think oh, we, crazy I appreciate time. that. Um, but I it just like it was just I was thinking about it and I was just, um and Carolina she speaks you know Spanish to your children. Yes, obviously it like. I'm curious, like, what kind of things that you you guys are doing to kind of you know bring bring her traditions out as well for for your kids, yeah. and yeah. kind of keep. I keep tell the, her that stuff a lot. This is America, and how dare you bring any of that <laughs> into this home? Love it okay? or leave it. That's right. This if you want to be in this country, you got to speak the language. 
And she says, no, go fuck yourself. No, uh, <laughs> she, she, uh, no, obviously, yes. She, I like, dude, I think like the amount of Spanish I've learned, mm-hmm. I was like proud. I was like, oh man, I think I'm doing it. I think I can speak Spanish now. Like I'm, I started getting a little cocky, a little full yeah, myself. Okay. Yeah. And especially like my son, my son was born and then I, I, you know, we have books in Spanish, so I'm reading books in Spanish every night, and I'm getting better reading Spanish. It's getting more fluid, and I'm asking my wife, is this how you say it? Yeah, okay, cool. And I'm, now I'm doing, like, I'm animating. I know what we're saying. And then by the time he was two, he said, I can't remember what he said specifically, but he said something in Spanish to me, and I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no, no idea. Like, there it goes. I could hang until you're two like that's like six months of like actual talking you know like yeah i love when a when a a two-year-old surpasses you in knowledge but it happens to me too but it's just like oh god remember in jurassic park when the velociraptor learns to turn the door handle yeah like i feel like your kids like when you like realize like oh no they're smarter than me like i just see that that door handle from jurassic park turning and you're like, oh, I'm not safe anymore. Yeah, they become self-aware. <laughs> oh, that's so that's so great. Do you do you worry that they're gonna talk shit about you? <laughs> oh, they already do, man. At least my <laughs> wife and my son, they already talk talk behind my, you know. I yeah, and that's the thing. It's like I know because my I'll hear the you know I'll hear Poppy thrown in there. So I know now they're not, I know they're talking about me and then like cansado means tired, right? Sleepy. So, and I heard it in the other room and I pretended like I didn't notice. And then I walked in and then the book was the pokey little puppy was the name of the book. Uh-huh. Yeah. And what I realized is my wife told my son, Oh, the pokey little puppy is, is dad. That's dad always sleeping. <laughs> around <laughs> he's the one who's always just tired and doesn't want to play with all the other puppies you know Aww. so yeah i caught him i caught him that's, talking shit behind my back oh uh, that's great so you know enough yeah. you know enough espanol to, to know when they're talking trash that's that's kind of yeah. like i'm i gotta learn some spanish uh yeah just because i live in you know formerly, yeah. formerly mexico uh sorry <laughs> sorry about that mexico <laughs> We took your territory yeah. a while ago. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> I know enough Spanish to like properly yell at my kids. Like that's the level oh, okay. of Spanish. Perfect. Like if somebody came in knowing Spanish and they heard me say, you know, like right when I'm like. Hey, can you can you give us a little sample? Yeah. Like sentado en la silla. Like I, that means like sit in the seat. You know what I mean? <laughs> sit down. Sit down. Like that all the time. Yeah. Or like ten cuidado. Or, you know, that's like. Like, be careful, you know, that kind of thing. Hell yeah. You know, so like, neat, like, though, a, like, these, yeah, like a, like a Spanish speaking grandma would like look at you and give you like a head nod, like, hell yeah. Yeah. I like you how you tell those kids. You discipline your children in Spanish. I like it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know all the disciplinary actions <laughs> in both languages. <laughs> Got it. That's awesome. Um, yeah. All right. Do you have any advice for our listeners or myself? Just something it can be big or, or small, just like 
something that you've found is helpful uh, in your in, in life or in parenting? Um, either one. I mean, I lean towards parenting, but okay. I mean, any any. But you know what, though, a life tip is good too because you can impart that uh, uh, to your children. So I guess anything, just a tip or a, a stock, life tip or a stock tip, whatever. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah, well, um, definitely a hundred percent, like uh, without a doubt, make sure that you have a targeted retirement index fund <laughs> and an IRA or a Roth, preferably. I'm not kidding. Like that is index fund target retirement date. It's going to save you potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it's awesome. Okay. IRA? So that's my, yeah, a Roth. Roth IRA. IRA, yep. Target retirement fund. Make sure it's an index fund, an index fund, and you're good. Like a Vanguard, Charles Schwab, or Fidelity. One of those. Those are really low in fees. You're gonna outperform the market. You're gonna be great. That's my advice. A hundred thousand percent. Do that, or you're getting ripped off. But uh, not too late. <laughs> parenting tip, I would say. Yeah, I, I, it's a it's a big problem with me. Uh, I feel like I have like one of the few strengths I have is patience, and what I always, even with like patience, is is to like step back and and try to. I don't know. I my tactic for parenting is always, you know, my kids are. You know, I'm a high-strung guy. I already told you that. You know, you know that. Jesus. Uh, but I, I'm, I am a, I'm an energetic. I'm a high-strung, uh, with deep, deep amount of guilt and constant regret. But what I, <laughs> what I find myself is trying to be patient, and and my kids get they cry and they get the, you know, I mean, it's the short fuse, yeah. one to a hundred kind of a thing. And what I find is like if I just, no, what I was doing earlier. Was I would be like, no, you got to do this. You got to, you know, going back mm -hmm. to the Sentado and La Cigia thing. Uh, <laughs> what I found that if, if I'm just like, if I take a step back and I calmly approach them, okay, well, blah, 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 you know, and they're yelling, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. We're going to do that. We're, we're going to talk about it in a second. We're going to talk about it in a second. Just have a seat. Just relax. Just We'll get to it in one second. That to me, that, that, that little maneuver, that little, you know, pivot mm -hmm. has like, brought so much peace to like not just my kids but to my own mindset where i'm like they're freaking out i gotta just take a second back you know because i would lose it i would just freak yeah. out i would just be like i can't take it i gotta leave i would like walk out of the house and i'm sure my neighbors were like what is all this screaming <laughs> and and then so yeah i would just be like all right now it's like okay you're allowed to be upset be upset take a couple deep breaths and then once i realize that then my kids are like oh they immediately start calming down and then I'm like, what happened? Mm -hmm. And they'll, you know, and then they might start bubbling back up with crying. But I think having kids and doing, you learn more about yourself and other people and how other people operate than, than you do your child. You're like, Oh, okay. This is just, these are just humans. Yeah. And I understand yeah. how humans operate now, you know? And it's, I think, um, I think that little tip of just knowing both parenting and everyday life. If you just take a second and just calm, like just take, it's almost like remove yourself mm -hmm. and look at something from like a 30,000 foot view 
rather than, you know, right in front of your face, you're that close to it. And just analyze it a little bit with a clearer head. It's just that everything in life becomes easier. So that's, that's I don't great. know if I pulled that on my ass, but that's, no, I that's, literally that's did that beautiful. before I jumped on the podcast. So, <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I think you and I are pretty similar, similarly wired. So that's, I'm going to use that one because <laughs> it is oh, so yeah. true. It's like, and you're never going to like calm things down by be quiet. You know, it's always, yeah, <laughs> yeah like, exactly. That's not going to quiet things down. Yeah. But I get it when parents are like, dude, I lost it. I just, you know, I'll never, I mean, obviously you don't want, you don't want your, you're in the grocery store. You don't want to see a kid getting beaten, but I've been in a grocery store and I've seen like parents are like, I said, put the cheese down. You know, yeah. like, and I'm like, hey, I I know exactly what you're doing. Yeah, because it wasn't about that there. cheese. It was about four weeks of cheese. <laughs> exactly. You know? It's like mom hasn't, and especially these days, I heard, I heard, I shouldn't say that because uh, I'm out here, but I heard my neighbors screaming at their kids. Oh, really? And I'm just like, okay, whatever. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I get it's it. It's a pandemic, and I think we're all a little, but boy. <sighs> Boy, that's good. Just take a deep breath. You know, Daniel Tiger. Uh, Daniel Tiger's taught me a lot. Um, I think I've talked to Does him. Does he say that? Does yeah, Daniel no, Tiger he, say that? He just says, uh, when you feel so mad and you want to roar, you take a deep breath and you count to four. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And, like, my daughter will be like, Dad, take a deep breath and count to four. I'm like, okay. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. No, it's it's been big. So, <laughs> so you, yeah, it's just taking that taking that moment um yeah thank you taking that moment thank you for for sharing that now we have one game and then we'll get the hell out of here um this game is just called time capsule so i'm just gonna ask you some questions and then in 20 years 25 years we're gonna listen to the podcast and see uh if your if your predictions come true oh wow okay all right um so for Enzo and Sophia, what do you think their extracurricular activities will be in school? And and can you, what, what are their ages now? Enzo's four? Enzo's four, four, and then Sophia's like one and a half. Okay. Wow. Our kids are like very close in age. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. What do you think? Extracurricular activities. What's Enzo going to be into? What's Enzo up? is good. You know, his favorite thing right now is is any kind of sports. He loves sports. Mm. He's big on it, and he's really good. And all he cares about is winning. He's got like that. <laughs> really? That mamba mentality already. It's oh, wow. crazy. Dude, he'll ask He'll ask the, uh, you know, Alexa. He'll ask. He'll be like, hey, what was the score of the Giants game last November? You know, and he'll like memorize these scores what? and then yeah i'm not kidding it's cr- it's crazy he'll be like what Is was the score of the steelers <laughs> Zenzo have a- yeah he's got a bookie and everything yeah. already you, you like changing his sheets and there's like 40 grand in cash under his mattress <laughs> Like, what happened to your kneecap? Oh, I fell down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Oh, you know me, Dad, playing sports. Uh, <laughs> playing. By the way, yeah. I need I need five grand now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not leaving here yeah. unless you give me five grand in cash. Yeah. He's looking through the looking through the blinds. Right. Like, see that see that uh, Chevy Impala out there? <laughs> hand him the envelope, Dad. Yeah. I need five grand. And, and about 36 goldfish right now. The goldfish is for me. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, he loves sports, like anything sports. And, and like, uh, so right now his thing is like, we'll play basketball. And he'll be like, remember, remember when I beat you? You had four points and I had 12. I won that game. And I'm like, yeah, I know. You keep saying that. He's like, I know. But you remember when he tried to dunk and he couldn't make it? I did it. I dunked on you. I'm like, I get it. I got it. I know. Oh, wow. You, you, Does he know you that dunk. you're holding back on him? You're going to have to start stuffing him just to like. Well, dude, that's the thing, man. I started whooping his ass recently in basketball <laughs> on purpose. Because in all honesty, I need to know that he's going to be okay with losing every once in a yeah. while. You know, I'm no, like. That's true. Like, I really want him to be, you know, I'm, I feel like I am. Like modest to a fault, like it's crippling. Like I don't uh-huh. brag or talk about. You know, it makes me uncomfortable and weird. And and I feel like that's noble, but in the world, it doesn't really get you very far. You no. know, you gotta kind of you gotta sell yourself and you gotta talk yourself up and blah blah blah. And yeah. I let you know, I've been actively trying to do it in this podcast. <laughs> I feel like shit. But anyway, <laughs> I uh, the. That mentality, I want to. I want him to be modest. I don't want him to be cocky, but I want him to be confident, and I think yeah. that's really important. But I also need to know that he's gonna. You're gonna lose in life, kid. It's not all gonna be. You're gonna win every game, and there's like weird, dude. I've been kind of an asshole, uh, and I hope I'm not like a bad father, but I'm doing it to be a good father. Yeah. So I like, dude. I just started like rejecting every shot he's throwing in the hoop, and that's I'm like, so funny trying to you know because i'm like dude you can't win every game and he lost he's like it doesn't feel good i'm like no it doesn't it doesn't feel good but you still got to shake my hand after a game because you can't win everyone you know kind of a thing it sounds like good dad then, tactics to me and, and then uh like he's not gonna get in the nba by him dunking on you every time that's for sure right and i you know i'm trying to explain batting averages to him <laughs> like you know you get into the hall of fame if you got 300 that means that you're striking out seven out of ten times, you know, kind of a thing. And you're still a Hall of Famer. You're doing great. If you don't, know, even if you strike out, you know, that kind of thing. So mm. he doesn't get that yet. But uh, I'm working on it. So I think he's going to go into, oh, real quick. Can I say this? The other day he brought up, you know, he said that uh, for Christmas all he wanted was a Power Rangers sword. And I told, you know, my wife, we were at the store. I saw it. She's like, oh, there it is. I'm like, don't get it for him. And he's like, she's like, why? I'm like, because if he gets the Power Ranger sword, he's just going to be like cracking people in the shins all day. I don't want the sword. Uh-huh. And he just saw a commercial for it and he wants it. He doesn't know what the Power Rangers are. He has no idea. He just watches Paw Patrol. It was on Paw Patrol as a commercial. He's like, That's a cool toy. And now he wants it. So anyway, I didn't get him the Power Ranger sword for that. And I thought he would forget. And on Christmas Day, he was sad. He opened up his last present and he's like, but I didn't get my, we got him a bike, I bought him a bike. And I'm like, here's a bike. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's cool. 
I'm like, what's wrong? You don't like the bike? He's like, no, it's good, but I didn't get my Power Rangers sword. And I was like, ah. And my wife says, hey, we should go buy him the Power Rangers sword. I'm like, ah, nah, nah. I think we should say no to Power He's got to know that you can't get everything. Yeah. In his, in it you know? A little bit. Yeah. Also, tell him how case... much that bike costs compared to the Power Rangers sword, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but he's going to be like, I want a pony. I'll be like, ah, remember the Power Rangers sword? It doesn't happen all the time. <laughs> doesn't happen. Uh, but, yeah, so we're teaching sports. He loves sports. I think he his favorite sport is bowling, which I keep saying, yeah, it's a sport. But uh, he loves <laughs> Apparently, the PBA is the professional league to join, though, because they pay for all of your lodging and I think your food, too. We're like no way. The, the PGA. You got to front all that stuff. So, like, yeah, your winnings are all it's all gravy, baby. Oh, my God. So maybe that's uh, incredible. That's incredible. Well, he loves bowl. I mean, loves bowling, like where he's inventing his own bowling pins and rolling it down the hallway and. Wow. You know, yeah. We, we got a Wii here, so he's doing Wii bowling on the weekends, and I he's, like, practice. He's, like, in a flop sweat, bro. Like, <laughs> flop sweat bowling. <laughs> it's, God. So, I think he'll be, look, I'll say he's, he's he loves football, basketball, and bowling, and now he's getting into ping pong. So, I think he's going to be into sports. It's my super long-winded answer to your question. What he's he going to be into? I think he'll be... A bit of a jock in that regard. Sporting man, huh? Yeah. What about Sophia? Uh, you know, at this point, Sophia's going to be a rock climber or a mountaineer <laughs> of some sort. Oh, one of these daredevil climbers, huh? Oh, man. Total opposite of Enzo. Total opposite. He, like, you know, he's the kind of guy who goes into a room and, like, observes and looks around and studies and goes, okay, all right. I'm acclimated. I'm ready to go. And uh -huh. then goes in. Sophia's like, like just a hundred miles an yeah. hour. <laughs> yeah. We call her a Dane. I don't know. There's this show on Netflix. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like the Danes or the Vikings are invading England. And they're like, you know, they're the, they're the animals and you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. We call her a Dane. Yeah. Okay. What do you She's, think? Uh, what do you think your kids will get your uh, will get their first detention for, if they'll get? A oh detention? my god, what a time capsule! Uh, well, at this point, Sophia is going to get it for climbing uh, <laughs> the desks and destroying notebooks of other people <laughs> and ripping them up and throwing them everywhere. Uh, I think she sounds like Bluto from Animal House. <laughs> That's exact. Yes, yeah. exactly. You're, Mr. I'm a Beavers zit. from <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> ah, that's right yeah uh, I think um, yeah I think and maybe Enzo's first detention will come from it just obstinance they'll be like, okay <laughs> take out your notebook and he'll be like ah no I'm not going to and it's like <laughs> yeah. boom like detention <laughs> there you go. Go see the principal. Yeah. Okay. What What do you think their either their first job or their career will be? Whichever one's easier to answer. Sure. Uh, right now, Sophia is obsessed with dogs, so I'm going to go with veterinarian. Nice. 
like obsessed with dogs like to right. the point where it's incredible it's really funny um and then uh enzo will be a uh, uh, uh pro gambler according <laughs> to your research yeah i i, I can verify that Yes, we, he will be the draft king. Like, they'll actually crown him. <laughs> they'll have to shut it down because he made all the money. Yeah, I'd be like, all right, we give up. We hit, you did there it. There you go, Enzo. Yes. He's like Bane. He's like, I was born and do this. <laughs> all right, who, who, uh, okay. Who would you, who is more likely to co-host a podcast with you? Of the two, uh, at this point, definitely Enzo. But the one, he's the one who can talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that helps. I guess that makes sense. That tracks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that helps. Uh, yeah, my daughter only knows a handful of words and a lot of screaming. So it would be, she can make a great metal album. But uh, other than that, <laughs> I don't think she'd be a great co-host. <laughs> would um, DJ names. Can you cook up a, a quick DJ name for your kids? Uh sure. Yeah. Uh yeah. Sophia is um uh DJ don't wanna eat it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> DJ Carboholic only eats bread. My daughter. Only refuses to eat anything else that's not bread. Uh and my son would be Yeah. Uh D DJ DJ no bed. DJ no sleep. Actually, that sounds like an actual DJ. DJ yeah, sounds... yeah, DJ no Z's. <laughs> which sounds like he's into Coke, which maybe yeah, I shouldn't yeah, say. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's like, sniff, sniff, motherfucker. Yeah. You're like, oh, no. No, no Z's like no, sleeping. Z's. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, not nose. Oh, yeah, who's? Uh, yeah. Nice. Who's uh, who's more more likely to bring you a, a, a ashtray home for you? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Sophia is gonna bring uh, bring me that ashtray. No doubt. Like I don't even smoke, and then she puts out a cigarette in there. Yeah, yeah she's like, it's all right it's for me. <laughs> uh, all right. Final question: If you were dropping your kids off, and they had to add a house to work at and you saw a human sized bird cage through the window, would you would you let them <laughs> do that job? Uh, 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 yeah, actually you know what I think I would. I think I'd be like it's like <laughs> I was fine. I was fine. You know what? My parents said don't go in the house. That's what they told me. <laughs> and I stuck to that. I stuck to that. That's and I never did. And I, yeah, I was like, oh, no, I'll wash your windows, Mr. Davis or Sarge, whatever, whoever's going <laughs> to command me today. I'll wash your windows. Whoever, but the, yeah, command is, I, whoever the commanding officer is. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Who's the admiral on deck at the time? <laughs> I'll, I'll wax your LeBaron, sir. Whatever you need. Yeah, just don't go in the house. I think that was sound words. That was sound wisdom. That is, that is, don't go in the house. Don't go in the house. Uh, I just, just I, <laughs> I hate prompting people for stories, but I just like, I, I couldn't remember the exact story and I was like, 
what is the story? I remember. Oh, yeah, dude. It. And it is good. Man. Oh. What a weird first job. Well, that's weird. Yeah, are you going to tell <laughs> your kids turn 14 be like, don't come back without a job that involves oh. a human-sized bird cage? <laughs> Yeah. Well, when my mom told me that, I was like, I need a worker's permit. Like, I need to go to, like, City Hall, and you have to come with me saying I'm, you're allowing me to work because it's child labor at oh, this point. Right. You realize yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And if she would have taken my advice, if she would have just stepped back, let us all calm down, we would have been, uh, we would have been fine. We have been fine. All right, Matthew. Thank you so much for, uh, for joining me. I had a lot of fun catching up. I had great fun, man. I'll, this was uh, awesome. Thanks, I'll, thanks for having me on, man. I really of, appreciate it. Of course, and uh, love you, cuz, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Yeah, you'll be on my show. Oh yeah, check out Sparks Radio. I'll plug you. I'll plug you after. No, I mean, no, no, but post I'm, plug, plug yourself. You want to hear Michael? A little old turn the tables oh, here. Oh uh, yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, you guys. So check it out, Sparks Radio, SparksRadio.com. Bye bye. And that was. Matthew Sparker, a.k.a. Sparks. Make sure you follow him at Sparks Radio, or you can check out his stuff at SparksRadio.com. You know, why I'm plugging stuff, at DoingMyBestPod, DoingMyBestPod.com. Hey, if you have any questions for the podcast, maybe I'll get Lauren to come on and help me again. Email me at DoingMyBestPod at gmail.com, or you can... DM us, add us. You know, there's about 4 million ways to connect with us, so pick one. You can at, at me at, at not Mike Joyce. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it, you guys. Thanks for listening. You're swell. Keep doing your best. I'll talk to you soon.